<sighs> Hello and Hi. welcome again to Veterinary Journal Club, also called Vet Books Today, part two. You don't know this is part two, but it's actually part two. Topher, do you want to tell them why? It's part like three quarters. Okay. Do you want to tell them why? Well, I was, I did a sound <laughs> effect and then I got back from the sound effects and I was trying to see- What do you mean see- you did a sound effect? We just started the show. Oh. Oh, we were practicing the show and then <laughs> During I like rehearsal how much time we had on the show and the clock wasn't running. I was so like, oh. definitely uh, we thought we were recording uh, for about 10 <laughs> minutes. You got your soundboard ready now. Uh, there were some real funny jokes being told. Uh, I unfortunately can't remember them. Oh, this is like the Tenacious D song. This is not the best podcast ever. Oh, is a tribute. <laughs> this is a tribute podcast. So, uh, yeah, 10 minutes of, of just us chit-chatting, you know, as married couples do. Yeah. yeah. Talking about hypotension. <laughs> yes, we were. Um, okay, so this is Vet Books, uh, Vet Book number nine, yeah. chapter eight, uh, which is the chapter on hypotension or low blood pressure. Not and high blood pressure. Not high blood pressure. That is the next chapter, sort of. Um, and this chapter is written by Ed Cooper. And yeah, it's all about low blood pressure. And okay, I do remember, because it was 10 minutes ago, uh, that the the funny thing you mentioned at the beginning of the last non-show <laughs> was um, was that you don't think about hypotension being yeah, a thing. Yeah, I was thinking of hypertension. Yeah, that you're like, hypotension, that's not a real yeah, problem. Yeah, everybody's talking about treating their hypertension and their doctor talking about hypertension. Yeah, and you're like... Their <sighs> hypertension medicine. So when I talk, like I think about hypotension all the time and I very rarely think about hyper... Or not... I just don't worry about hypertension in my patients quite like I do hypotension. But for you, that's like, that's not even a thing. Yeah, hypotension is a really chill person. <laughs> yeah, which uh, if a dying person is really chill, then I would agree with you. Um, because that's If usually, they're okay with it. It's like, yeah, it's my time. <laughs> I suppose that, yes, but I even if you're not a really chill person and you are hypotensive, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess if, unless you know what? Yeah. So low blood pressure, not enough blood flow to your tissues is generally um, unhealthy. <laughs> uh, so is hypertension, um, but not something we worry about as much in dogs and cats because they don't have all the risk factors that people do for high blood pressure, like high all cholesterol. Our jokes aren't going to sound as good because we don't have our heart in them anymore. What are you, I, there were no jokes. I didn't even tell a joke just now. I had a you lot were just of thinking, good jokes. Yeah. You know. People are just going to be like, I guess we're going to have to move yeah, in with you. This is going to be a lame podcast. <laughs> okay. What? No, it's not. We have a good game for the end. We didn't get to the game, so it's not like we ruined that. Yeah. And when I say we ruined, I mean you. <laughs> You're the producer. Mm. Uh, all right. Um, so, spoiler alert, we don't routinely rehearse these shows, so this is throwing us off our game. Yeah. More you than me. I'm feeling fine. I'm used to saying the same things over and over again because I'm a teacher. And so when I get a group of students, like I give the same speech every two or three weeks all they don't the time. Uh, just kidding. It's fresh and new every time. It's a new block. Like I've never talked to anyone about this before. <laughs> so you're hearing this for the first time. Oh my God. I use so many of the same jokes all the time. I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, if it's been, te- it's like comedians, right? They go on tour and they like do the same set. They're like, Hey, this, <laughs> this killed in Colorado. Yeah, the comedians are funny. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Said the guy who didn't record the podcast. Just saying. Um, so what I was saying before that none of you know about, but you're about to hear for the first time is that hypotension and like this chapter is, um, troublesome for me 
because hypotension and worrying about blood pressure, like blood pressure is super important. It's a, it's a really important cardiovascular parameter um, to, to think about and to be aware of and to, I don't want to say worry about, but yeah, to, to think about um, with your patients. The problem is our ability to accurately measure blood pressure in veterinary medicine. Uh, and, and the reason that's a problem is that uh, we have two ways of measuring blood pressure, indirect blood pressure measurement and direct blood pressure measurement. And indirect means we are um, inferring the blood pressure through the body, like across your tissues um, through a couple methods. The most common ones we use in veterinary medicine are the Doppler blood pressure, where we um, put a little crystal on the Doppler crystal on uh, like over a blood vessel, an artery, and we listen for the, the sound and it tells us the weather. But I'm bum. He didn't use that joke before. <laughs> and you know what? The audience thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, but we listen for the whoosh that we get from a bolus of blood going through the vessel. And um, we, so we occlude that vessel with the blood pressure cuff and then we slowly release the pressure and wait for that whoosh to come back. And then that tells us, okay, at what pressure could we hear it again? Could it overcome the pressure of the cuff? And, oh, that's the blood pressure. Um, and we, don't, we can't even agree on whether or not that should be the systolic or the mean blood pressure. We don't really know. So that's one indirect way. And then there's the oscillometric machines that um, essentially measure the like, vibrations, um, the oscillations. Yeah. Um, What's that one look like? I don't know what that one looks like. Um, it looks like a box with numbers displayed on it with a, a little cord or like a tube that uh, connects to the blood pressure cuff. Oh. And it just does it all automatically. It looks a lot like an oscilloscope. Sure. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. It's got an oscilloscope in it. Yeah, yeah that's all it is. So, um, and those are woefully inaccurate in dogs and cats. Sorry, hate to break it to you. If you are listening now and you thought these were accurate, uh, I am sorry, they're not. If you thought, you're like, oh, no, no. Why are we cheering that? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> um, I use my sounds. The, you just want to make sounds because you, you're sad. Are yeah. we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> so a lot of people think that, oh, well, you know, the oscillometric isn't very accurate, but the Doppler is. And it turns out, no, it also sucks. But we have direct blood pressure measurement, which is where we place a catheter directly into the artery and then we measure it directly. Uh, the problem is that's technically challenging. It takes a little bit longer to do. Um, there are some risks to the patient. And if the blood pressure is really low, it's even more technically challenging. But that's how you get an accurate reading. What does um, that one do? Um, so you've got a transducer um, that you're, it's, it's, I guess just still like directly measure the pressure. Yeah, it's exactly. It's, yeah. So you can do, they, we used to use like a water manometer. You could do that. Mm -hmm. um, but now they have machines that measure it. Does the pressure fluctuate in your? Uh... Yes. So you'll get a like waveform. heartbeat? Yeah. So you get a waveform. So that's what the systolic, diastolic um, blood pressures are. So the systolic is the peak. So when your heart squeezes, whoosh, you get a bolus of blood that goes out. And yeah. at its peak, that's the systolic blood pressure. And then the pressure never falls to zero. Or I mean, it, I right. guess it does. That's when you die. But um, <laughs> but like there should be some pressure in your vessels at all times. And that's the diastolic pressure. And then the mean is not the arithmetic mean. It's the like area under the curve yeah. mean. Um, so it's not like you can... It's not systolic plus diastolic divided by two. Oh, um, uh, yeah. It's it's not. It's uh, it's actually, hang on, there's an equation for it that I should totally have memorized. Um, and I usually do, but I can't think of it right now. But it's, I think the uh, diastolic, no, it's the diastolic. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to look this up and we'll post it later. Systolic minus diastolic over diastolic times three. Something like, there's a three in it for sure. Yeah, uh, it's probably some. 
Yeah. So yes. The diastolic, in, uh, it, the mean is closer to the diastolic than it is the systolic. What type of wave does it look like? So it looks like a mountainscape, kind of like uh, like that mountain over there in the background. Mm-hmm. So it's like a peak, and then there's usually a little bit of a notch. Uh, what's called the dichrotic notch, and then it drops down. But it's mostly triangular. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, hang on. They might even have an example in the book. No, they don't. No pictures. Sorry. What? This isn't a photo one. Am I in the right? Yeah. So. <laughs> Am I the right champion? <laughs> um, but th- so, so my beef is that people want to rely very heavily on the blood pressure readings of these very inaccurate machines. And the problem is they're not accurate. And so I, but what I contend is that you can, you don't need to know for hypotension. We actually do need the machines for hypertension, but for hypotension, uh, there is very predictable responses the body will take in the face of low blood pressure. And um, you can you can find all the evidence that you need that a patient has low blood pressure pretty easily. Um, so if they, most patients will be tachycardic, they'll have a high heart rate. Um, their pulses will feel weak. Uh, they will have pale pink or white gums, usually from vasoconstriction, which we've talked about before. Um, their temperature will be low. They'll be weak. They'll be dull. They don't want to do anything. Um, and like, so I, what I tell students all the time, I'm like, if you have all those signs and a machine that says the blood pressure is normal, you're going to be like, mm, don't believe it. Ignore that. I'm still going to treat the shock that this patient is in. Alternatively, if you have like an animal that comes in like, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm feeling great. And all those vital parameters are normal. The heart rate is normal. The pulses feel good. The temperature is normal. Gum color is fine. Capillary refill time is normal. And it says the blood pressure, the systolic blood pressure is 40. You're going to be like, mm, that's a machine error. Yeah. And so you're going a dog to that ignore likes it. to run around in its cage probably doesn't have low blood pressure. Right. Because it takes blood pressure to walk around. <laughs> like if you have have low blood pressure, you can't do normal things. Um, so, uh, like when, like your dad was on blood pressure medications and it was too high, like his, the medications were too high. He was weak. He was just like, couldn't really do much. And then they got him off that med. It was like, I feel great. Um, so same kind of thing. Um, so you can, you can make some inferences now, like subtle differences. Sure. But people tend to be over-reliant on the blood pressure without saying like, like, oh, the blood pressure was a, yeah, and, and it in theory is really important if you had an accurate reading. But people will be like, oh, the patient was in shock and they tell me what the blood pressure was and then they treat it and then they tell me what the blood pressure did. I'm like, okay, but what did the heart rate do? Because I believe that you know how to count. I do. Yeah, I do I hear trust that your ability in the middle of the night when people call you and they tell you the heart rate, you ask them about 10 other things. When, no, when they tell me the blood pressure, I'm like, oh, what? Blood pressure yeah, they say, yeah. oh, the blood pressure is like, okay, what was the heart rate? What was the temperature? What were Because I don't trust that machine. By, uh... <laughs> It, it, which I find and a bit frustrating. Check. Yeah. I, and I think that's why I get so frustrated about it is because people focus only on the blood pressure, which is the least accurate of the measurements we can take. The heart rate is super accurate. We're really good at feeling and counting or listening and counting. It's so easy. If if a like a first year vet student comes in and I say, get the heart rate on that patient and they give me a number, it's probably going to be correct. If I told you, if I showed you the ways that we could get the heart rate and you're like, okay, and you could get the heart rate really accurately. The thermometer, like if you put the thermometer in the butt, in the correct orientation and you hold it until it beeps at you. You're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I got the right temperature. These are, these are simple, pretty darn objective things that we can get and I can trust. And yet people are like, ignore those things. I want to know what that machine told me because the robots know better. And I'm like, no, the robots don't. This is one of those times with robots are frequently wrong. 
So, whew, all right. It's been a lot of soapboxes on the show lately. Yeah. Um, I was thinking wasn't your fault. Um, earlier, a joke that I didn't make that I could have. Um, no one will ever know. Yeah. A lot of veterinarians have a lot of pets. That's true. They have, they have like 10 or 12 pets. <laughs> um, you have two pets. That's true. But you have a Three, lot of I count you. pet peeves. Where's the bum bum? Hang on. Let's hear it. Uh-oh. I don't, I gotta go just change camera. Yeah, because we were going for extra long. Um, I'd like to know what the audience thinks about that particular joke. I'm going to need you guys to, to, to write in and tell us what you think about Topher's pet peeve joke. Uh, he's not wrong. I do have a lot of pet peeves. And that is the reason we only have two cats, because there's only so many pets you can have in your life. It's not so, a joke. It's an observation. It's, yeah. You said it was a joke. You, you prepped it with you had a joke. Oh, yeah. I had an observation. <laughs> so are you also saying then that the average veterinarian has fewer pet peeves than I do? I think so from talking to them. From talking to them? You don't think yeah. other people have as many pet peeves as me? No, I think I think I do. Most have people are a lot more hypotensive than you. <laughs> My blood pressure is actually perfect. Uh, between the two of us, who had slightly higher blood pressure? I don't know. It was you yeah. when we went to the doctor. Yeah. Remember? Because I have to listen to you yelling all the time. <laughs> That's true. Very stressful. Um, I do 100% have a lot of pet peeves. Do you know, do you know, Topher, what my biggest pet peeve is? Like my number one, top of the line, most giant. I know you've heard me say it. It's not throwing things on the ground. No, that's, what? That's a terrible <laughs> pet peeve. Uh, do you know what my biggest pet peeve is? Do you remember? Your biggest pet peeve. Has nothing to do with vet med. That's your hint. Is... People who drive low no. in the left lane. No, that that's annoying. It's not uh, my biggest pet peeve. You guys ready for this? My biggest pet peeve is people who don't return their shopping carts to the cart corral at, at stores. Yeah, but I never hear you complain about that. That's because I've learned to control I hear control you complain it. all the time about people driving slow in the left lane. <laughs> um, I think actually people around here are pretty good about putting their carts back. That's probably why I even heard it. When we go to Kroger, like... Yeah. There's not a bunch of carts lying around. No, there's not. But like when I see people. Well, it's people because you don't have Publix anymore. Publix yeah. where they laud not having shopping cart returns. Oh, we don't have any worst. shopping cart returns because the guy will take it out for yeah. you and then take it back. Nobody wants you. I don't want a guy to follow me to the car. Yeah. But that it was not like a unique Florida thing with Publix. Like you, I, that's been a pet peeve of mine for a very, very long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, up, it's the top one. It's number one. It's my number one pet peeve. If people say, what's your top pet peeve? That's the one. And I have a lot of pet peeves, so it's impressive for that have one. Have you to watched reach. the YouTube channel for it? For what? For returning your shopping carts. No, what the YouTube channel? Yeah, there's a guy who's got an a entire channel. channel. Yeah, he's got magnets that'll throw on people's cars. What is that? He throws magnets. What does that mean? Yeah, they'll like um, they'll not return the shopping cart. He's like, oh, hey, hey, there's a spot right over there you can put at it, and they'll usually say something, something rude to him, and when they'll drive off, and he like throws like a little magnet and sticks to their car and says like i'm inconsiderate or something i'm an inconsiderate jerk face yeah that guy sounds awesome yeah i would be friends with that person. it's pretty funny honestly if i'd met he's that very person, nice about if it i'd too. met that person before i met you we might not be married today <laughs> your response oh actually um funny thing about that okay did you get your feelings hurt yeah Oh, no, it's a funny thing. Like, so important information for you to know about Topher is he does return his shopping carts. Uh, and that was absolutely uh, a test he didn't know he was taking when we first started dating. 
If you had been the kind of person who didn't return your shopping carts, we would not be married. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Back to hypotension. Oh, is that what we were talking about? Yeah. Um, We've been talking about it for 26 minutes. Did you just add 10 minutes to our time? Yeah. Yeah. So important in this is some math. So you'll like that. Um, so remembering some very simple equations is useful for remembering blood pressure. So, or remembering how to Google them. That's fine too. Yeah, that's fine. So, um, the, the equation to determine blood pressure is that the mean arterial blood pressure, the blood pressure is going to be equal to the cardiac output times systemic vascular resistance. Students, if you're listening, know this. This is an important equation for you to know. Not because you're ever going to do this math. Okay. This is like it's important to understand this conceptually. So if you understand the concept that the determinant of what is the total blood pressure, your blood pressure in your mean arterial blood pressure is how much blood is being pumped, like volume, what's the flow of blood going through your circulation in a minute versus what is the resistance to that flow. And the resistance is going to be determined essentially by the vascular tone. So, you know, vasoconstriction versus vasodilation. What, what's the tone? What's the rigidity, I guess, of the vessel walls? And that will, those are the main determinants. Then you can- got to be careful using the word determinant when you're talking about math. Uh, don't be a butthead. <laughs> so- They're saying you're talking about equation. You haven't given me equation yet, but you said equation things. Mean arterial pressure equals cardiac output times systemic vascular resistance. That's an equation. Oh, you just multiply the two? Yeah, that's the equation. For I didn't say mean? it was a hard equation. Why do you care about the mean? Um, so- the mean for most organs is the number is the number that actually matters. Like um, if the mean arterial blood pressure falls below a certain level for most organs, that's when you see problems. Um, that's not true for all organs. The, the heart is actually different where the diastolic, the lowest blood pressure is the one that's most important. And the reason for that is the heart gets its blood flow, its perfusion during diastole or the relaxation phase of the heart. Because during systole, when the heart is squeezing, all the blood vessels that are going to the heart muscles themselves get squeezed down too. And so, and that's happening. So the mean is um, a lot of that is actually blood flows not happening because they're physically being like shut off during the squeezing part of the heart. And so when the heart relaxes, that's when all those vessels are like, oh, okay, cool, blood can flow again. Um, so with the exception of the heart, your organs, um, what at least what we can recognize as doctors, the mean blood pressure is the one that will uh, determine uh, whether or not you're going to have a problem. So like if the mean arterial blood pressure falls below like 50 millimeters of mercury for too long, the kidneys will be like, hmm, not, not, we're, we're going to die. Uh, the systolic is not as important. The diastolic is not important, like numerically, if we mm-hmm. look at cutoffs. So that's why we care more about the mean. Um, cause that is really ultimately how much blood flow is going to that tissue. Is there like a, a range for those two where it gets concerning for which two? For, the, I don't know any for any words. of these numbers. Yes. For the high and the low. Yeah, absolutely. No, they're absolutely. So normal blood pressure, we normally say is like 120 over 80 with a mean probably in the 90s, mm-hmm. right? Like roughly is going to be a, a normal. So you normally say systolic over diastolic and then the mean is the third number that you'll say. That's like conventionally how you're going to say blood pressure numbers. Um, but like a systolic anywhere in like 90 to the low hundreds is going to be fine. A diastolic in like, you know, the 50s to 70s is probably fine. 50s to 80s probably fine. And then your mean somewhere in like the 70s to Yeah. So could you have 90s. a good mean, but a really bad? Yes. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and your body actually tries to do things like that. Now that still can't, like if your diastolic like if your falls too low. your heart's pumping really hard. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you can have a good mean. Yeah. Yeah, you can. And there are limits there. So if your diastolic falls too low, again, your heart is going to be the organ that suffers first and then you're going to have all sorts of issues. And then if your mean is okay, but your systolic is too high, that that's when you care about the systolic is for too high because then you start to like blow your blood vessels. They can't, they can't tolerate that and you start to damage your blood vessels. That's why hypertension is a problem in people. Um, so yes, there are limits. Um, but when we're talking about hypotension, the mean is the number we care most about. Yeah. So, so that was the first equation. Blood pressure equals cardiac output times systemic vascular resistance. And then the cardiac output is equal to stroke volume times heart rate. What is cardiac output? Good question. So cardiac output is stroke volume times heart rate. (laughs) And stroke volume is each time your heart pumps, it squeezes, how much blood is ejected. It's like what volume of blood is ejected. And how do you know that for the equation? So remember when I said before, you're not going to do this math. It's conceptual knowledge. Oh, okay. So you don't, like you can, like there are ways to measure it, but they're not easy ways to, like we do not measure stroke Mm -hmm. volume routinely, but we do measure heart rate routinely or we should. Um, And so that's an easy thing of all the numbers that I'm going to talk about, like the really important numbers, the one we measure accurately is heart rate. But so the number of times your blood pumps and how much blood is pumped per minute is the cardiac output. So it's Mm -hmm. heart rate times stroke volume, stroke volume, how much blood gets pumped for one pump and the heart rate is how many pumps per minute. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like running. Yes. It's like running stride length times. Oh yes. Okay. Stride frequency. Yeah. That's what it is. So, um, that's what cardiac output is in a minute. And then, um, so if your cardiac, if your blood pressure falls, you can try to increase your blood pressure by increasing cardiac output. So your heart rate will increase, um, and your stroke volume will probably increase if possible. We just can't measure the stroke volume easily, but we can measure the heart rate very easily by counting. Um, so that's one, that's why if your blood pressure falls, the first thing your body does, if it can is increase the heart rate. And so we can pick up on that really early. Um, now there's other reasons why your heart rate will go up. So you have to, you know, it's not specific for low blood pressure. So you're inferring that in order to keep the one constant, if the heart rate goes up, the output's going down. Um, if wait, what to keep, um, so what's the equation again? So there's two equations. Okay. Mean arterial blood pressure equals cardiac output times systemic vascular resistance. Not that one. What's the other one? Cardiac output equals heart rate times stroke volume. Here, do you want to look at it in the book? No. Okay. Um, so you would assume that the cardiac output need the body wants to keep the cardiac output the same. It wants to keep the blood pressure the same. Um, so. <laughs> so if the blood pressure falls. So it where has is cardiac output really? Cardiac to- output times systemic vascular resistance. So I'm trying to think of how you can infer just with the the heart rate that the whatever is going down that the blood well that well you're actually in order to maintain the blood pressure mm-hmm. I can increase the heart rate right and so that's, you're wanting to keep cardiac output the same I'm trying yes I'm trying to increase cardiac output to maybe to account for some other problem but yeah right, you're trying to keep it constant it's going down in order to keep sure. it constant the sure. You can look at it that way. The cardiac output doesn't have to be constant because I can also alter systemic vascular resistance, which was the other part of the blood pressure equation. Wasn't systemic vascular, isn't that the, what you said, the rigidity of the yeah. thing? So you can't really yes, you do can. much with not that. Not the rigidity. It's not just the rigidity. It's also, remember, vasodilation and vasoconstriction. Yeah. So that's the resistance against which the cardiac output is flowing. 
So if you're flowing through tiny tubes, it's going to be more resistance, big tubes, less resistance. Mm -hmm. So if your blood vessels open and close, that will change the resistance and that will in effect change your blood pressure, even if your cardiac output is the same. Mm -hmm. So it one Because it seems like if you'd open and close, you're more changing the, uh, the, the volume of everything. Well, the total blood volume is the same. But you're no, changing the, the total, capacity, the, space that the, the capacity in, for so it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's the problem because then now the pressure so that falls. Causes the, that causes the low blood yeah. pressure. So if you have the same amount of blood and bigger vessels, the capacity is increased and your blood pressure falls. So in order to maintain blood pressure, if your capacity increases and your systemic vascular resistance drops, then you have to increase cardiac outputs. You have to pump more blood out per beat or more beats per minute. And your right. body tries to do both of those. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Your physics brain is trying to follow. Through well, this. you can't you can't pump more blood out because you can't yeah. add more blood. No, to the but system. I'm it's circulating, right? So right. I just have to pump. It's more blood per minute. Yeah, so you increase. It's not more blood, but more blood per minute. You'd have to increase the the number of times that you pump. Yeah, that's so the you rate. can't. Yeah, that's what you're saying. You said you said increase that or increase the amount of blood. That's the other thing you can do. That's what we do. Yeah, your you body. add blood. Yeah, that makes sense. You add blood with like a transfusion. Yeah, or fluids. Your body will actually try to do that as well. You will steal blood from other parts of the body to put in the blood vessels. Yeah. To try to maintain to increase the volume. That so you'll sense. do that too. So yeah. That's kind of like with the the one where it's uh like everything but your brain and heart kind of die first because it pulls from them. Yeah. Um, it's not pulling from specific tissues. It's pulling from different water compartments. So yeah. either inside of the cells or the space in between the cells um, to maintain it in the blood and the vascular space. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, I mean, all of those things are happening. Anything I can do to increase the blood pressure, I'm going to try to do if that system is functioning. But the easiest thing for me to get insight, in, uh, insight into um, as, a, as a doctor is the heart rate. Like, it's hard for me to be like, how much water did you steal from the interstitium? I can't measure that. It's not a thing. It's like, um, I need to know how much blood was pumped out of your heart in that last beat. Could you tell me? No, I can't. Um, But I can measure your heart rate very easily. Um, And so, again, the blood pressure is a really important number. Um, It's just, it's really hard for me to get past the fact that people want to rely very heavily on an inaccurate measurement of that number. So it's because it's so important it's important that the measurements we get are accurate. And since we can't, we just have to use other things. And so we can infer based on those relationships. And that's why I say understanding those equations is important. Again, not because we're doing the math. We're not plugging numbers into that, but just understanding how can the body compensate if this is down? That's that's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's just a little difficult because of the words they use. Yeah. I'm not, they're not, I don't know they're not your words. walking around words. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're not physics words. Yeah. We'll, you know what we'll do? We'll come up with these equations later and we'll use all the proper physics terms and then we'll come back and we'll confuse the crap out of everybody. <laughs> you can you can confuse me because that's what will happen. No, it'll be easy. It'll be easy for me? No. Exactly. Not. I was like, no, these we are We can do it all in Pascal. Uh-huh. Yeah, we totally can. That sounds like super fun. Maybe um, we, can, maybe we can record that Pascal? podcast like we did this one today too. Huh? What? What's normal blood know. pressure in Pascal? What do you measure blood pressure in? Millimeters of mercury. Millimeters of mercury. Think. Yeah. Some blood pressure, like um, venous blood pressure, so sometimes we'll do in centimeters system? of water. No. <laughs> Not real no. science. No. <laughs> I don't, nobody does actually. That's interesting. Yeah. I think even in like other parts of the world, it's millimeters of mercury. Because it makes That's more sense. That's weird. I think, um, I yeah. forget the conversion, but Pascal. It's seven. It's, 
It is 760 millimeters of mercury for, <laughs> I forget how many Pascals. But oh, it's really? Like, it's not one? Because that's one atmosphere. Yeah, but it's like... But what are Pascals? It's like 5,000 I don't something. know. I conversions are... If nobody... Yeah, no, that's not the metric. Is Pascals the metric? Yeah. That's metric? Yeah. Okay. Shouldn't it be 10 huh. or 1 or Well, 100? I mean, yeah, when you get down to it, but <laughs> like, it's not based off of... Yeah. The pressure of the earth. It's just all of it's made up. Yeah. It's all made up. Anyway, we're going to use millimeters of mercury um, until we come back and we convert all this into what it, we'll do it all in Pascal's. We'll do it all in Tor. Yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> um, it seems like there's a problem that there's that many different ways to measure pressure. Yeah. Turns out there's a lot of cultures in the world. Yeah. See, I guess it's the same for temperature. I was looking, oh, we're going to go off on a tangent again, but I was looking at a thing today, uh, a meme that was talking about how, um, Fahrenheit is actually superior to Celsius for like our everyday use because it actually just makes more sense because they were like zero yeah. is very cold and 100 is very hot in Fahrenheit. Yeah. And then in Celsius, like zero is mm, kind of cold and 100 is you're dead. And then Kelvin, zero is you're dead. And 100 zero is, is you're everything's dead. dead in yeah, Kelvin. yeah. But anyway, it was just yeah. kind of funny. It was like, okay. And then, um, and then there was... Some, of course, there were responses about why that was wrong and this and that. I was just reading. It was funny. Um, There's a good one for, um, it's like, it helps us with climate change. What? When does? people think, if you do things in Kelvin. Oh, yeah. Like the, the actual science temperature. You know a Kelvin. Okay, anyhow. Um, where, so people think like, oh, a degree's not that, or de- like changing a degree is, is not that big is a deal. lot to oh, change okay, it. Yeah. For it to go up one degree, it's a lot and it's yeah. going to take a lot of effort. And yeah. Because it goes from, say, 70 degrees to 71 degrees. Yeah, That's that takes more a than a percent raise. Mm-hmm. But if you put it into Kelvin, mm-hmm. you have to go up like, I think room temperature in Kelvin would be, it'd be almost, it'd be up close to 300. So it's like a third of a Kelvin. percent raise. Gotcha. Instead of 2% raise. I see. Yeah. Just, it's hard to put things like that into perspective. Yeah. yeah depending on the scale you're using. Yeah. Yeah, because you get to, it's 273 degree, or 273 Kelvin, not degrees yeah. Kelvin. Because yeah, because it's not degrees. It's yeah, yeah. Um, Before you even get to water freezing. Yeah, I don't know. I've gotten, I've been uh, privileged to forget a lot of that stuff that I once learned. Because <laughs> I don't need it. Um, oh, you needed it the other day. You were I talking. Did? Yeah, you were doing, what was it? The, you were trying to make a point about, Sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. Something, <laughs> I think it might have been about blood pressure or something. What were you trying to do? I don't know. This is your it's story. It's something you had called me and you asked me what the equation was for it. Um, the other day? Yeah, it was like a month ago. Maybe like three, three years months ago. ago. <laughs> the other day. Uh, oh, it was something with pressure. Something with, um, oh, you were looking up the pressure at on the weather channel? This was literally a year and a half ago. Oh. Or like... No, it wasn't a year and okay, a half ago. Okay, it was a year ago. Because you did it we were in Virgi- Okay, it was a year ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah. We were... Um, because we were talking about... Which is going to be a, a podcast that we're going to do soon. But um, we were doing AA gradients. And I was trying to figure out, is here in Virginia, because we're in the mountains, if I needed to adjust my equation based on our altitude. Yeah. That's and you were what, looking yeah. up the pressure on the channel. I was like, no, it's the pressure in the room that you are currently in. Yeah. So the pressure that it's averaging in Virginia doesn't matter because it's not. Yeah. And I was like, no, I just need it for the equation. Yeah. <laughs> what would it be if I'm, cause we're at altitude here, but, and we, we figured out what our altitude was. I looked that up yeah, it and then I was matter. trying to figure out what the barometric pressure is right here. 
And you were like, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, I, I don't yeah, know of, what you're talking because about. Because of weather. Yeah. Which is not a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but because like, but it does make a difference because if you are at altitude, it will impact your ability to dissolve oxy- yeah. oxygen across but your alveoli. You, you don't know what the pressure is at a given altitude. Right. Yeah. But to I need to know the pressure the, right where you are. I know, but I was like, I need an average. I just need you to give me an average. Yeah. And you were fighting with me about it. Yeah. You don't understand weather. I wasn't asking you about weather. <laughs> this was way more than three months ago. The other day. The other day. <laughs> that was adorable. Because I was time like, I was trying. I was literally. I was going back over Bobby the past Connor. week. I was going. Yeah, <laughs> I was going back through like my memory Rolodex from the last week. What did I ask him about the last week? Oh no, it wasn't last. week. No, it was not. But when you say the other day, I'm thinking yeah. like within a week or so. It was in fact an other day. <laughs> It was not today. All it right. was the other day. Has it? Have we been talking too long and yeah. not enough about blood pressure? Yeah, and we really threw off the podcast by not recording the first 10 minutes. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. All right. um, is it time for our games? Are we done talking You're about hypotension? Yeah, you guys are just going to need to read this chapter yourselves. I'll see. <laughs> we were recording it on our GoPro. Or, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we had video. The on. audio is probably very terrible, but I might put it at the end. Just as fun. Like, yeah. so you can not see. on the podcast. You got to go to the You'll YouTube You'll have to go to YouTube that. for that. Yeah. All right, fair. Once I get the YouTube stuff. Is it game time? It is game time. Are you Wait going first or am I going first? I got to get the... I'm going to go first. So you're going to take care of the timing too. So we're playing a new game called... Oh, you don't have the timer. I have it on. Sound oh, you have it on there? Oh, oh fancy. Um, it's called Over Under. Over... Oh, that's right. It's Over Under. Do you need the book now? Uh, Yeah, you can't look at the book. So... Okay. I'm yeah, going to give the over-under game. Bobby a topic. I don't totally understand it. And she has to name as many things in that topic in 15 seconds as she can. And I've picked a number for what I think she'll get. And she has to guess whether she'll go over or under that number. The number you guess. But I don't know what that number is. Yeah, and I don't also know don't that. know what the category is. I'll tell you the category before oh. you guess. Oh, really? Okay. All right. Okay. Different ways... To measure blood pressure. Oh. Over, under. And also, I know nothing about any of the topics. Different ways to measure before, blood pressure. Uh, I oh, started. crud. Uh, I think I'm going to say under for under. this one. Right, Bobby picks under. Um, and then after I, you give me, I have 15 seconds to list things, and then you'll tell me what your guess was after we see how I did. Yep. So Bobby picked and you've written under. it down, right? And you'll yeah, I wrote me. it down. Okay. So he can't, he can't cheat. You um, ready? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Different ways to measure blood pressure. Go. Okay. Oscillometric Doppler direct blood pressure transducer uh, palpation to estimate it. Um, uh, just hoping for the best. Uh, in- <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I think I only get credit for three of those. Oh, I gave or, you four. You gave me four. All right, four. I guess seven. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, he's I thought totally you could gonna- get creative with it. Like, I don't know. Ways like, to measure. I don't know. What were you going to say? In 15 seconds? Yeah. What, were you, what would you, you have said? You could put the cuff on it. Oh, you like could, ways? Like on the left leg, on the right leg? No, you could. <laughs> That's what I should have like, said. I don't know. You could get creative somehow. You could do all your math to systolic time. You could <laughs> you could take out all its blood. Oh, that was tough. <laughs> take out all of its blood, weigh it. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, all, right, all right, I'll try that for I next guess, time. Yeah, so you won that one. All right, yes. All right, now I did poorly. <laughs> Congratulations. The me. next topic is vasopressor agents. Ooh, vasopressor agents. I'm going to say uh, over. 
Over? Okay. I think you're going to be overconfident in what you can do here. Uh, yes. Go. Epinephrine, norepinephrine, pseudepinephrine, vasopressin, dobutamine, dopamine. Um, I'm starting to run out here. <laughs> Vasopressor agents. Ah, aldosterone. Ah, that's not really. Yeah, I should get that. Yeah, you get that one? Yeah. All right, you got seven. How many did you say I would get? Five. <gasps> I won again! <laughs> that's hilarious. I think you got so You might have gotten six. Either way, I, I, I give said a tie to the runner, so you'd get... Uh, yeah, no if I, even if I had six, yeah. yeah. Well, even if your last one didn't count. Oh, like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. I knew right. I would do better at that one than the other one. What do you got for me? Okay, give me the, give me the notepad. Are you going to push the timer button? Yeah, I'll push the timer button. All right. Uh, I have to think. I hadn't think, thought I'm how many. I'm the producer. You're the producer. Okay. I think you can do it. It's 15 seconds. Uh, all right. I got, I got the number. And your category is words related to blood pressure. Over or under? Oh, uh, over. Okay. Vaso, um, asymmetric. <laughs> oh, systolic. Um, Pascal, Tor, milligrams of mercury. Um, uh, hemoglobin. I'm going to give you hemoglobin. <laughs> uh, you got one, two, three, four, five, six. I said you would get nine. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things to say in 15 I know, seconds. I know. That's why I wasn't sure, but I thought you were just going to start rattling off, which you kind of did. Um, yeah. I was also thinking like, I could come up with a lot of things, just anything related to blood pressure. I know. Oh, I could have done. You could have said hypotension, hypertension. (laughs) Yeah. Systolic, diastolic, mean, all the cardiac outputs and vascular resistance, heart. What did you do? Did you just stop the recording? Yeah. (laughs) You're having a rough day today. We can link this together though, right? Yeah. You just splice it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, uh, hopefully we'll get some of these glitches worked (laughs) This is going to be a fun recording. Apologies for the technical difficulties. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, me making fun of Topher for it, though. Oh, you did good, babe. We'll see you next time. Bye.